Welcome to Central Coast Voices, a program addressing the ramifications of change in our communities and beyond, and how today's choices will impact tomorrow's community. This program is a project of Action for Healthy Communities and provided in collaboration with KCBX and the Community Foundation of San Luis Obispo County. Today's host, Dr. Lara Morty, speaks with representatives from Corazón del Pueblo, the cultural and creative arts center of the Santa Maria Valley. You are invited to listen, learn, and participate in the conversation today, Thursday, between 1 and 2 p.m. Call in and be a part of the discussion at 805-549-8855 or email your questions to voices at kcbx.org. Now, let's join Lara and her guest. Over to you, Lara. Thank you, Nico. The Cultural and Creative Arts Center of the Santa Maria Valley, also known in Spanish as Corazón del Pueblo, began as a coalition of organizations with a vision. And that vision was to provide a space that furthered the Santa Maria Valley community's artistic imagination as it relates to the region's diverse cultures, particularly Latinx culture. Here with me today to talk about fulfilling that vision are Abraham Melendres, Executive Director of the Cultural and Creative Arts Center of the Santa Maria Valley, or Corazón del Pueblo, and Evelyn Ornelas, Creative Arts Manager of the Cultural and Creative Arts Center of the Santa Maria Valley, or Corazón del Pueblo. Welcome, Abraham and Evelyn. Thank you for being here today. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Thank you for being here. So Abraham, tell us more about the Cultural and Creative Arts Center of Santa Maria Valley or Corazón del Pueblo. What is the organization all about and what does it do? Yeah, well, Corazón del Pueblo got its start um, actually back uh, since even 2016, 2017. And this was after a wave of violence um, that specifically affected youth in Santa Maria in 2015 where a lot of young um, members of our community lost their lives. And after, you know, a lot of community members got together and raised some of these concerns about how we needed to um, address this in a healthy manner uh, for community. Unfortunately, a lot of our local representatives um, did not really, you know, heard this uh, call to, to create more inclusive spaces for our community and for our young ones specifically. So that's kind of how Corazón del Pueblo got its first, um, you know, members, how a lot of volunteers. It was volunteer run at the beginning, and eventually we became a 501c3 in 2019. And so ever since then, um, we've been you know, advocating. Uh, one of our goals is to promote equitable access to creative expressions and uh, performing visual, literally arts, um, really preserving the heritage that make our multicultural futures powerful. You know, that's that's really what we're about. Um, so, yeah, thank you for having us. Wonderful. So you talk a lot about the community. Who is the community for Corazón del Pueblo and what is the community? Yeah, so even though our services um, are open to anyone, you know, of any background, any age, um, really what we focus on is, you know, the Latinx community specifically. Uh, we're Santa Maria's first Latinx cultural center. Um, and it was, it was really something that was quite overdue. You know, Santa Maria specifically has a very large population of, of Latinx uh, community members. Um, and, and we have always lacked these resources. And so that's 
that's really the the target audience and community that we that we want to help and and we want to bring equitable access to the arts for them but again everyone's invited you know allies are definitely invited to participate alongside and latinx what does that mean why the x <laughs> yeah so um if you're free to jump in Evan, if you have some things but um, i mean i think it really is up to a lot of folks you know sometimes i personally like to use latine as well just because it's a little bit more language uh inclusive but really the the the, the whole reason to use latinx is just to include folks that are non-binary or also indigenous community members that come from latin american countries um, or just from american countries in general so you know, obviously, you know, you, Latina is a very wide, even Latino is a very wide, um, um, you know, way to, to to kind of refer to folks from from the, in American countries. And, and I think Latina, Latinx are a more inclusive way. That's really just, again, a personal thing for some of us. So Latino, Latina being gendered, right, masculine or mm-hmm. feminine, but when you have Latinx and Latine with an E at the end, then it's more um, gender inclusive, right? The the word yes. the word isn't gendered. Um, so why art in particular? So you have this violence in the community, but mm-hmm. why take the avenue of art to address that? Yeah, and this is something actually that hits home for me myself. Um, I think you know I. I Grew up in Santa Maria uh, most of my life. Um, once we immigrated from Mexico, and I was involved in gangs and and a lot of you know things that I probably shouldn't have been involved with. And I know, uh, you know, as a young man in Santa Maria, growing up, I think if if I had an opportunity to be part of, you know, being able to find myself or you know speak my voice through the arts or have a community space that was you know healthy and safe. Uh, for someone like myself, I know my life would have definitely, um, you know, I would have had more, you know, valuable things around me growing up. And so I think for us, you know, our vision really is to provide a community space to that really advances like the in, individual, but also the collective imagination. I think, you know, we've there's much research um, that goes into why creating and participating in the arts um, do so good for our mental health and mental well-being. Um, and, and also, I think, you know, identifying with our culture. I think for a lot of us immigrants, we feel like, you know, we have the ni de aquí ni de allá. You know, that's a saying, like, we're not neither from here nor from there. And so we're really disconnected uh, because we don't feel as, as part of any particular culture. And I think reconnecting with those roots really adds a lot of value to our lives and, and who we are and and can really help us, you know, um, live a, 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 a positive life. So Evelyn, in previous conversations, you're the one who's introduced me to the term artivism. Um, can you talk yes. a little bit about that and what that means? Yeah, um, so artivism has been something that's been around for centuries. It's just never really had a proper wording to it. So what it is, is just taking art and using it in a form of empowerment um, for local, for issues that people are passionate about. I think a great example would be um, definitely the protest with the UFW, with the UFW, you know, like a lot of the work that the people that uh, marched alongside that Travis did. I think that was definitely one of the big 
like breaking points where it became a bit more normalized, especially with the Black Panther Party, you know, using their art, using their culture to empower what they are there to represent. And I think that's a really big thing about artivism. It's supposed to be personal. It's supposed to be this form of art that is that speaks to everybody despite language barriers, which is why I personally think it's so powerful because at the end of the day, like it just speaks a thousand words for itself without having to just focus on one group. It speaks to everybody. I think artivism is such a huge thing and it's definitely something that we promote here at Corazón del Pueblo, you know. So is it artivism or arctivism? Which art? Artivism. So it's art and then the isn't like the activism part. Artivism. And so it it sounds like you both in Corazón del Pueblo are defining art broadly. So what how how are you defining art? Because I think for myself and probably for a lot of people, we hear art and we think only of the visual arts, like things you would find in a museum. Right. So uh, so what is art about for Corazón del Pueblo? Yeah, I mean, I, I think for us, art can be many, many things. And that's one of the, the beauties of, you know, preserving and, and honoring our culture, you know, food, you know, culinary arts. We we see that as an art. Anything really that, that expresses someone's voice uh, or creativity, I think for us really represents art. Um, Evelyn, do you want to add anything to that? Okay, uh, so I think one of the things I definitely like to promote is there are so many different mediums of art. I know that there's painting and there's drawing, and that's what traditionally you know what comes to mind. But there's graphic design, there's photography. You can make music, whether that be like electronically with just your computer, or even with instruments alone. There's pottery, there's embroidery. Like I know in Oaxaca, they dye their own fabrics and they make like their shrapas and all that. And I think that's something that really needs to be emphasized more, that art isn't just this one thing. It could be a lot of things. Everything can be art. It's just trying to find your different medium, which is why I think a lot of people at first are really intimidated by it because I would have never known I was an artist myself until I took some graphic design classes, you know, because I was never traditionally good at painting and at drawing. So I think that's one of the things I definitely like to encourage at Corazon with our monthly free art workshops. I want to introduce as many different mediums just so people kind of get an introductory and find what works for them, find what they enjoy. I think that's super crucial because... Art is meant for everybody. Art is for everybody. Everybody can be an artist. It's just finding what speaks to you and what medium just makes you happy. Including the literary arts, as as Abraham said before. So wonderful. So Evelyn, you are the creative arts manager for Corazón del Pueblo. Um, Tell us about that job. Tell us about that role. Yeah. Um, so one of the main things I do here at Corazon is I um, manage our programming. Um, I am in charge of creating our monthly Café en Culturas, which is where we have monthly discussions about local issues um, concerning culture and even local politics here. Um, some examples that we've done before. I know last month, um, Laza, we actually got to collaborate and speak um, about the Women's March. Um, I believe the month a few months prior to that, we talked about the decolonization of Mexican Independence Day. Um, we really just tried to focus on these issues and bring more attention to them while also relating to our culture and identity. 
Um, and another program we do have is our free monthly art workshops. Um, and with those, we kind of vary from subject to subject. I know last week we did a tote making workshop um, where people got to make their own designs and iron them on. Um, and it was really interesting because I got to kind of give, it's personally a hobby idea, I work a lot with the Cricut and iron on. It was interesting getting to share that skill with other members within the community. Um, We've also done crocheting workshops, vignette making workshops. I know we've even made paint out of um, natural plants from the outside. Um, we really like to just offer those things free to the community. And it's really nice when we do get to have them in person because you get to meet people you never thought you'd meet. You get to have new conversations and make new friendships. And it's really an amazing experience. Um, some of the other things I do with my position is just running the social media, updating the website. Um, connecting with artists just about different projects that we might have i know right now we're currently working on our 2023 loteria and if you have don't know what that is you can always check that out on our website gordasandlovelove.org um that is a program that we do with the local high school students where they create their own social justice-based loteria cards and it's so amazing and so empowering to see this art done by the students because each year there's so many different social issues so it's nice to see the repetition and certain topics because it just really captures what went down that year. It's truly amazing. Yeah, that's just a little bit of my position. I just like to say I do arts and crafts for a living just because of all the workshops and all the tabling events that we do. So I'm really grateful to be able to work for this organization as well as promote equitable access to the arts and continue my passion for social justice. And what a fun way to make all of those connections as well, right? Fun, fun, engaging and appealing. So we've used a lot of Spanish words here. <laughs> Corazón del Pueblo and, um, and uh, Loteria and uh, what, oh, Café y Cultura. Um, do you want to talk a little bit about what those words mean? So cafe and cultura is just coffee and culture, you know, like we try to have these topics, but also have a 30 minute um, open ended. We'll usually have our discussions for 30 minutes and then afterwards um, we'll have discussions within ourselves in the community for about the other 30 minutes of the hour. Um, we just really try to make sure everybody's included. Um, Loteria is actually a Mexican bingo game. Um and I know a lot of the cards have different meanings. Unfortunately, I do not know them personally. That's something the students get more into depth about in the classroom. We just kind of go in for the painting part and offer support where we can. Um, what was in Corazón del Pueblo, um, part of the, of the town, or the people? <laughs> I'm Lada Murti with you for Central Coast Voices on KCBX, your Central Coast listener-supported radio station. The voices with mine today are Evelyn Ornelas, Creative Arts Manager of the Cultural and Creative Arts Center of the Santa Maria Valley, or Corazón del Pueblo, and Abraham Melendres, Executive Director of the Cultural and Creative Arts Center of the Santa Maria Valley, or Corazón del Pueblo. And we are talking about the center, its work, and what that work has meant for the Santa Maria Valley. Listeners, how has art, especially community art, played a role in your life? Please call in and tell us, 
549-8855, or you can email your questions and comments to voices at kcbx.org. So, Abraham, could you tell us where in Santa Maria Corazón del Pueblo is located and the significance of that location as the heart of the people or the heart of the town? Yeah, so our cultural center is um, in the in downtown Santa Maria. We're at 201 East Main, Unit M. And for some folks, you know, that are local, uh, they might recognize the building as the old, you know, Owens Music Store. Uh, we're right upstairs. Um, it's, it is a small space, but, you know, we try to use it as much as we can. We have a, a little gallery. We have a free art supply closet. That's something that Evelyn was was very involved with, um, and I'm really glad for that. And we also have a, a workstation and a lounge area for, you know, families to come in and, and just, you know, re- relax for a bit. Um, for us, the significance, you know, we want it to be somewhere walkable uh, from from families. You know, we want it to be close to neighborhoods. Um, so that for us is a significance because, you know, having that space is also a big part of the work that we do is uh, providing that space. So we're currently open. Uh, Tuesdays through Fridays, uh, 2 p.m. to 8 p.m. And the reason for those kind of weird hours is because we really want to make sure that it's accessible after school for for students. Um, So, you know, whether they want to come and work on something fun or even just work on their homework, we want to provide that safe space for them. But it hasn't always been located there, has it? Corazón del Pueblo, it used to be in a a previous location. Would you mind addressing that? Yeah, so we we were in a different location, and then for a while we we actually didn't have a, a cultural center open. Uh, and part of that, and this is actually something that happened both before myself and Evelyn were at the organization. But unfortunately, you know, with the work that we do, you know, bringing attention to um, you know to our community, the, the lack of access for our community, um, we you know we were a target uh, for racially targeted attacks against our our center. Um, some of our uh, staff at the at the time um, were targeted as well uh, by these attacks, and uh, unfortunately, you know, after speaking out and um, you know with with the police and and with local leaders, unfortunately, you know the the calls for um, you know for for that kind of went unheard. Thankfully, you know, with a lot of help from the community, um, in the McCune Foundation and and the Marion Hospital, we received a lot of donations that really helped us come back stronger than ever. So we were without an office in the cultural center for a few months, and it was a struggle during those months, but we're very happy to report that we're back better than ever. Congratulations. And when did that all occur? That all occurred in, yeah, it was about February of, um, January, February of last year. And we barely just opened our, our cultural center back up. So we're very happy to be back. Very good. Um, so what is the larger impact now in six to seven years of Corazón del Pueblo's work? What's the larger impact you've seen in the community? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, that the role that our center plays is pretty critical in our community. Um, you know, when you think of traditional um, arts, um, you know, we, we there is a lot of resources in smaller cities. So, for example, when you when you look at the fact that Santa Maria, you know, we have a, almost 110,000 
uh, you know, population, most of them being from Latino, Latina communities. Um, and we have a lot less resources to the arts, you know, public art, uh, culture activities, um, when you compare that to the more affluent, you know, neighborhoods to the south, you know, Santa Barbara or, or to the north, San Luis Obispo. And that for us is, is really like a, a key area that we needed, that we wanted to address. And that's why we always mention the equitable part, you know, because, uh, you know, our motto is that brown people deserve art too, you know, and, and, um, and, and then we do. And, you know, I think a, a lot of us often think of immigrants as, you know, folks that, um, just provide labor and, and we don't think about all the other beautiful things that we bring along, you know, the arts, the, the history, the culture, the values, um, that, that make our community even better. So I think sharing that cultural, um, you know, um, camaraderie with our community, um, has been really important. Um, one of the, an example is we recently started hosting our Dia de los Muertos at the mall again last year in, in uh, early November. And we had a, a member from the Filipino community come over and, and talk to us about how it's, it was a very similar to something that they practice uh, back in the Philippines. And so it was really like, you know, it's just really nice to have that um, that shared experience and, and maybe in our own different ways, but it, I think it brings us closer. And, and I think that's really what makes us stand out com in comparison with the, like, you know, traditional art programs that just teach you like, you know, how to sing or how to play music or how to draw is that we really, you know, as Evelyn mentioned, we, we really try to tackle as many topics as we can because our goal at the end of the day is just to, to encourage you to find your inner creativity and your voice. And that could be in many ways, you know, I'm a photographer myself, um, you know, and I consider that an art. And like I mentioned, some people like to make clothes. You know, we have a, a young college student who is uh, starting off his business, selling, uh, making and selling shirts, customized shirts. And, and he works out of, our, um, out of the center. So it's just really nice to have that opportunity for community members, again, especially because as a majority Latino community, you know, in such a big city, we were really lacking something like this. And it sounds like there were some unexpected and surprising cross-cultural connections made as well um, between communities and the example you gave. Um, have there been other surprising impacts and results like that that you've seen from the community? Evelyn, yeah. have you experienced anything? I'm honestly trying to think. I thought... The only thing that comes to mind is just the connections we've got to make with artists, the connections we've got to make with the community, those personal experiences when we have our workshops and our cafe and culturas. That's, I think, the most impactful thing I could think of. It's really small, but I think it's so significant just because you get to learn more about people that you never thought you'd really meet. And you get to share the same love for art. And I think that's really what's empowering because you get to hear their story and you get to share yours as well. You create a small connection. And I think that's our goal at the end of the day, just creating that sense of community with art. And it's been truly amazing. Yes, yeah, if I could, if I could add to that. I mean, I think we also like to work with partners in the community. So we're always, you know, staying connected with what's going on in the community and, and we support that. So we try to bring awareness to it um, or share it with our community. So for example, you know, as Evelyn mentioned earlier, 
we work you know with the women's march to support them and then this month we're working with NAACP to support them with their you know black history celebrations this month so we always also try to uplift other organizations that are doing very important work uh, as much as we can and that's part of that artivism component right we bring the arts to their activism it's so going back to the original motivations it was the youth Right, the youth. And so how have you seen uh, Santa Maria's youth respond to or connect with with Corazón del Pueblo? What's been their response? Yeah, so we, I think a, a perfect example of that, as Evelyn kind of alluded earlier, was our Loteria program that we do with the local high schools. This is something that we do through ethnic and gender studies uh, teachers at the different high schools. Um, something that was created in collaboration with them. Um, and, um, you know, this is something that starts off pretty simple. You know, students start to learn about the history of Loteria, again, the, the kind of like the Mexican, you know, picture-based version of bingo, um, and talk about the history and how a lot of these things are kind of like based out of social commentaries of the time. Even the, you know, the, the current Loteria that we have, was not even you know there's there was other versions even in you know in the 60s and 70s and earlier and so we talk a little bit about that and then we tell them hey you know you're going to get to draw your own piece and at the end of the the project we print it off for them and have so they can play with their families but um even though it starts as a very like you know oh, it's just a painting you start to see very early on that students start you know when they think about social commentary of the times and their experiences they start to bring up issues that are very deep, you know, things like school shootings, things like mental well-being, toxic masculinity, um, discrimination, farm worker issues. Uh, I could go on and on, but these are things that they bring themselves. Like we're not telling them, we never really tell them this is why you should paint. And other students decide to paint some more lighthearted things, you know, like their pet dog or something like that. But um, But oftentimes you see a lot of these students that, we had specifically a, a student who who uh, painted her thing on on the prison on uh, prison reform, and it was because her own father had had been affected, you know, in his earliest earlier years, um, and she wanted to bring awareness to that. And so that was something that um, she drew and and she painted, and and she mentioned that you know she found her voice. She didn't think this was going to be you know, as impactful as it was, but it also ended up bringing the students closer to one another because they started seeing that, hey, you're aware of these issues too. Maybe you are, have been facing these issues as well. And we, we all have that in common. So I think, again, that's uh, that's speaking to the cultural heritage, you know, young people being able to connect with the roots and their background and, and feeling like they're not alone. I think that's a very big part that they're not alone and, and that we're here for them. And that they can make art from their lived experiences. Yeah. Yeah, and that they don't need to be a professional artist to share their voices. And their voices are just as valuable as, you know, any uh, professionally trained person, you know. So what coming, what upcoming opportunities does the community have to, um, to share their voices, to find their voices? So, Evelyn, you talked about Black History Month um, coming up around the corner. Um, and what else is is in the plans, in the work? Yeah, so just real quick, I mean, I think um, we have an event coming up on March 18th at 12 p.m. at Santa Maria High. 
Um, we've been working with uh, both school districts, the Sarmia Bonita and the Sarmia John Union High School District um, to create this event for families to come and practice different types of art and just, you know, get connected. And so I think that's definitely somewhere if you're interested, I would definitely budget to attend that and learn a little bit more. Great. We are going to take a short break to hear from our studio. Over to you, Nico. Thanks, Lara. We'll return to Central Coast Voices after a quick break. From the KCBX community calendar, Studios on the Park in Paso Robles invites you to the Artistic Showcase Motif every day through Sunday, February 26, from noon to 4. Motif is a presentation of a variety of local artist works that feature a repeated motif, pattern, or rhythmic element in their art. Many of the artists work in pure abstracts and design, but the works have much more than line shapes and dots to offer. For more information, visit studiosonthepark.org. I'm Maria Hinojosa. Next time on Latino USA, an intimate conversation between two teachers who almost three decades apart face the same consequences for teaching Chicano history in their classrooms. To talk to somebody who has openly fought in the same ways that I'm planning on fighting, it's really powerful. That's next time on Latino USA. On the next Fresh Air, Mark Marin talks about his new HBO comedy special, From Bleak to Dark. It's very funny and very dark. Marin deals with climate change, threats from the far right, anti-Semitism, and the darkest part of his personal life, the death of his girlfriend, the TV and movie director, Lynn Shelton. Join us. Your online browsing data helps advertisers target their ads. Without it, small businesses are left in the dark. I just wasn't profitable at all. I was losing money every single day, and I was like, ads are just not working anymore. So, uh, yeah, I pulled back completely at the end of the year. I'm Amy Scott, the changing business of online ads, next time on Marketplace. All of that is ahead today on KCBX. We have Latino USA up next at 2 Fresh Air with Terry Gross at 3, and then a wrap-up of the day's business news on Marketplace at 4. Right now, we return to Dr. Lada Murdy and her guest on Central Coast Voices. Back to you, Lada. Thanks, Nico. Welcome back to Central Coast Voices. I am on with Abraham Melendres, Executive Director of the Cultural and Creative Arts Center of the Santa Maria Valley, or Corazón del Pueblo, and Evelyn Ornelas, Creative Arts Manager of the Cultural and Creative Arts Center of the Santa Maria Valley, or Corazón del Pueblo. And we are talking about their work with the center and the recurring art and cultural activities and events that work has led to. Do you have any questions about Corazón del Pueblo and their activities and events? Call 805-549-8855. Or you can email questions and comments to voices at kcbx.org, and we will get them on the air. So where can listeners go to find out more about Corazón del Pueblo and your upcoming activities and your history? Yeah, so the best place to find out about any of our current activities would either be on our website, corazondelpueblo.org, or they could always check out our Instagram, which is cultural and creative arts and also our Facebook, um, Culture and Creative Arts Center of the Santa Maria Valley, Corazón del Pueblo. 
Um, there we usually update all our monthly events, such as our art workshops, um, our Café Culturas, and we are also hoping to start a bi-weekly um, crocheting social justice crocheting circle, which we did get to host last month, and that was really exciting, um, which is hosted by one of our board members, Linda Ramirez, who is amazing. Um, we definitely are grateful of her for donating her time and also just showing us this new skill. And it's been amazing getting to engage in, with the community. You know, we all just drink coffee and talk about social justice issues and talk about ourselves while also getting to learn this new art form. And it's really been amazing. So hopefully everybody could check out our website, corazondelpueblo.org or Instagram, Culture and Creative Arts. That's where you could definitely be updated on our office hours, our events, and definitely stop by our office, 201 East Main Street. We have a free art supply closet. We have a community piano that everybody's welcome to use as well as our sewing machine. And we have a cricket machine as well as an iron-on press that everybody's more than welcome to use. So much, <laughs> so much to do. So for those of us who, who are not part of the Latinx or Latina community, or maybe not in Santa Maria, what does Corazón del Pueblo or the creative or the cultural and creative arts center of the Santa Maria Valley, what's there for us? What, why should we come? Yeah, I think, um, you know, I think first and foremost, like I mentioned, even though our focus is on Latinx culture, um, I think anybody that wants to learn about that culture or that wants to, you know, be around um, folks that come from that culture um, are more than welcome to be there. Um, I mean, obviously, we want the arts to be for all. That is the ultimate goal, of course. Um, we just really want to bring attention to the folks that don't have access to those arts. So. Uh, Black, Indigenous, and, you know, other people from the LGBTQ community and more. Uh, but everyone's invited. Um, the other thing that we also get asked a lot is age. Um, oftentimes, a lot of these programs, you know, are focused on youth, and, and rightly so. I think, you know, that's it's really important to have those programs. Um, however, one of the things that we've been hearing a lot from community is, what about for us older folks, you know? Um, and, and that's something that we really take into heart. And so, excuse me. And so one of the things we really want to emphasize is that, you know, people of all ages are invited to these programs. Um, we, you know, as, as kind of young adults ourselves, we feel like, you know, once you graduate high school, there's like nothing for you, right? There's, there's maybe you can go to the bar and, and that's about it. Um, and unfortunately, you know, a lot of those youth programs, as soon as you graduate high school, they're, you're, they're done with you. Um, and so we really want to continue that support for community members, regardless of if you're, you know, your 40s, 50s. Um, and also, I think because our parents also deserve that. They deserve to be able to practice their own culture, to learn skills, um, you know, that, that maybe, you know, oftentimes we, we, we think of like, you know, farm workers, for example, you know, they sacrifice everything and they just work all day. So they're, they're children. And thrive. It's beautiful, but at the same time, it's that, that, that we don't think of them as anything else than just a worker bee, you know, and, and we want to, to, to do something for themselves. So some intergenerational connections or potential for connections there too. Um, 
So what has been for each of you, what's been your favorite activity or event at Corazón del Pueblo so far and why? Or maybe one you're really looking forward to. Yeah, I'm going to start. I can go ahead and start. Um, <laughs> so um, one that I'm really looking forward to, and I wish we had a specific date, um, but we've been working now for a while on a, a mini documentary that highlights immigrant families of Santa Maria. Um, and one of the things that was really dear to my heart is that we were able to interview my mom, who was a farm worker basically all her life and is now disabled because of that. Um, so it's just something that I'm really looking forward to. Um, again, we don't have a specific date, but we know it's going to be in late April, and we're going to be doing it at, at the new Hancock, Allen Hancock College uh, Fine Arts Facility. So it's really cool to also work with with the college to kind of bring awareness that this is a new, you know, uh, space for, for young artists and people that want to practice those arts, and at the same time bring awareness to immigrant families, which is the topic of our mini documentary. So I'm really, really excited for that in April, late April. And again, follow us on social media and all of that to keep up to date when that will, uh, the specific dates for that. I will. Oh, and Evelyn, favorites? I had to let you speak first because there's just so many things that we've done and I've been a part of creating all these events. So it's like, God, they're all my babies. How do I choose my favorite? <laughs> um, so I'm going to have to give a top I'm sorry. Um, we did an event with St. Peter's last summer. They had a creativity camp and we're so grateful that they got to invite us to that. And what I did was I created small um, loteria cards so they could create their, their own drawings. I do with high school students, just a little simplified for kids from ages. I want to say they were three to nine years old or four to nine or to 10 years old. And it was just really nice and lighthearted just to see their drawings. And it was just a simple activity and they all loved it. And they all asked if they could have another card so they could create more. Um, my second one is definitely, we got to make piñatas when I first started back in 2021. And um, it was a really small workshop, but it was just so intimate and it was so hands on and it was messy and it was fun. And I think that's what art should be, you know, like, rolling back to that idea there's so many different mediums it's just finding the medium that works for you and what you enjoy and then I think my third one for sure has been the tote bag making workshop that we had last Friday it was a lot of learning <laughs> from my end and from the communities then you know like definitely having to explain something that I do a lot was interesting I guess because it's just like oh this is secondhand nature to me but it's like oh wait people don't know how to do this so it was nice and we got to laugh about it a lot and everybody was patient we got to have a lot of nice conversations about um social justice issues here in the area and um shout out to our intern Carlos for create Carlos Gonzalez who's a student at Ernest Rigetti High School who created those questions and created that atmosphere and we did have somebody that mainly spoke Spanish there. And it was funny because most of us that attended the workshop are all bilingual. And then it was then and there were like, oh, my God, our Spanish is not perfect at all, which is something I've always been proud of, you know, being like Chicana, Chicane, you know, like it's just part of our culture. And I don't think it's anything to be embarrassed about. I think it's something to kind of be proud of, you know, like I love our Spanglish. It definitely makes us us. Like Abe said, neither from there, neither from here. So it's been amazing just celebrating our subculture that we've gotten to create as like first and second generation Mexican. 
Americans. Great. So if listeners want to um, contribute in some way, how can they do that? What are your greatest needs right now as an organization? Yeah, so, um, so if, you know, obviously we would uh, appreciate any support. We have a donation link on our website, uh, corazondelpueblo.org, uh, where folks can donate. Um, the other thing, you know, we have the free art supply closet. So if folks have, you know, some, maybe some art supplies that they're no longer needing, um, they can always donate it. And, you know, we, we ensure that it goes to uh, people, again, local community members that could really use those um, supplies. Um, and then um, another thing is, you know, we invite folks to tune in on our Zooms as well with like our, our, um, our Cafe Culturas or Coffee and Culture talks are all um, uh, through Zoom. And then we also are uploading them now to YouTube as well for folks to to be able to enjoy those. So even if, you know, you're not, maybe you're not specifically based out of Santa Maria, um, we still want to make sure that you can benefit at least a little bit from, from the work that we do. Great. So what events and activities now are usually on Zoom and what do you do in person and how do you decide? Yeah, so obviously after, you know, that pandemic, everything kind of had to switch over to Zoom. But now that we're back in person, we really want to try to do as much as we can hybrid. So we want to have, you know, an in-person component, but also have uh, things through Zoom and recorded. Um, I, I think, Evelyn, if, if you want to speak specifically on which programs. Uh, yeah, so as of now, I know our Café and Culturas are usually through Zoom. Um, but we are trying to push them to be a bit more in person, you know, slowly but surely. Um, and most of our art workshops that we have done since the beginning of this year have all been in person. Just to kind of, you know, have that human interaction. It's kind of nice to go to a place and get to talk to everybody. We usually have coffee and tea and it's a really personal experience. So we do try to have our art workshops in person but I know in the future we would want to have them hybrid as well, just to make sure they're accessible to everybody. Because something that we did do during the pandemic was we would deliver art supplies for certain workshops so people could do them from home. So I think that's definitely something we want to continue to do, especially if people don't have a way of transportation to the center or if, you know, they just would rather stay in and be safe. You know, the pandemic's still going on would still thing yeah and you know we're, we're still a very you know small organization right now it's just me and evelyn both part-time and so you know that that's that's another thing you know we we try to do as much as we can with a little uh you know human power that we have but uh we we our hope is to have you know obviously our dreams are to have a bigger cultural center classes going in you know week every week and every day and all of that but you know, at the, at the time um, that this is how we're starting and hopefully with more support, we can we can get there. I am Lana Murti with you for Central Coast Voices on KCBX, Central Coast Public Radio, your listener supported radio station. If you recently joined us for today's show and want to listen to the entire broadcast, you can. It's available on our website at www.kcbx.org under the On Demand tab. Click on Central Coast Voices and you will find this show and many others to choose from. Today I am talking with Evelyn Ornelas, 
Creative Arts Manager of the Cultural and Creative Arts Center of the Santa Maria Valley, or Corazón del Pueblo, and Abraham Melendrez, Executive Director of the Cultural and Creative Arts Center of the Santa Maria Valley, or Corazón del Pueblo. We still have a little more time for your emailed questions or comments at voices at kcbx.org. Tell us what you want to know about the Cultural and Creative Arts Center of the Santa Maria Valley or Corazón del Pueblo and its work to advance culturally influenced public and community art on the Central Coast. So, Evelyn Abraham, what personal impact has doing this work with Corazón del Pueblo had on you and on your life? I think it's been such a big growing experience for me personally. I am only 21 and I'm at this position I'm super grateful to be at. I get to talk to my community and also just do what I love for a living. I get to practice activism every day with my job, also promoting the arts. And I think one of the most impactful things that we have done, at least for me personally, is definitely opening up the free art supply closet. Um, one of the people that definitely inspired me to do it was somebody I met when I was 16. I was working at a retail store and there was this homeless man with his dog that sit outside in the parking lot every day. And I'd buy him a pizza during my lunch and we'd sit together and we'd have these conversations. And he was an artist. And um, art was one of those outlets that kept him sane. He didn't have much. And I remember there were some days when I talked to him and his day was completely wrecked because people would steal his supplies because, you know, he was homeless. So I think that was one of the big inspirations behind the free art supply closet, just to make sure that everybody has access to the arts and that they don't have to spend their last, their last $5 for something that really mentally stimulates them and makes them genuinely happy. He was an amazing artist and I'm so glad to have some of his pieces still. And I think that's the main impact that it's had on me, just being able to provide these supplies at no cost to everybody and to make sure that everybody can do art because everybody is an artist. No, thank you for sharing that. So it's okay if the supplies are used? Yes, it's fine. Yeah. Okay, great. So they don't have to. That's wonderful. It's wonderful you can provide that to the community. How about you, Abraham? What's the personal impact that this work has had on you? Yeah, I think for me, you know, again, growing up as an immigrant kid from immigrant parents, from working parents specifically, um, growing up, you know, my parents always wish, you know, I think like many families, they always wish that I would, you know, become a lawyer or a doctor or an engineer or something like that. And, you know, unfortunately, because there's that kind of like pressure to make it, you know, the, the American dream, um, we kind of forget, you know, about the arts as being like, you know, a fulfilling career. And I was always very interested in, in drawing and creating um, since I was very young, but unfortunately, you know, because of, of that, I kind of, um, I kind of just left it there. And I think for me, um, you know, after having some years working in advocacy and working for an, an immigrant and farm worker rights, um, which has been also very, just as fulfilling, it was just really, this has just been a really like wonderful combination of being able to do both, of being able to continue to advocate for the families, you know, like my own. Uh, that represent our community, but also 
be able to be around art and and consider myself an artist or a photographer or you know uh, be able to practice these things and 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 then being legitimized um, it's powerful and and I think that for me that passing that on to younger immigrant kids um, is like a dream uh, that's that's something that that really every day you know makes it leaves me feeling really fulfilled is that we can tell them hey you know yeah you can be a doctor and all this but you know there's a lot of value in the culture that you come from there's you know people often think of like the crafts that you go to mexico and and bring as a tourist and all that but it's like you have that's your culture like you can create those things yourself here too um and so that's that's really wonderful for me to be able to do the advocacy but also the practical art so for each of you what's your personal dream or vision for art and culture on the Central Coast? I think, um, you know, one of the things we advocate is to have a sustainable source of, of access to arts for our community. And what that means for us is, you know, to have local governments invested in providing these things. Because obviously, an organization like ours, um, we continue operating because of donations and, and grants, right? But when those when those funds get used up, um, we want to make sure that there's still um, a foundation so that youth can continue and families continue to benefit uh, from the arts. So one of the things we would like to see is to have that those things established um, in the community. Um, I think that would be a huge dream of ours, even if, for example, let's say someday, I hope not, but if Corazón de Pueblo wasn't around, we would at least ho uh, hope that the work continues in one form or the other. And that's what um, that's one of our focuses as well, is to advocate for those things. Um, and then uh, on the, for our organization is, you know, we just want to have more. <laughs> we just want to be able to serve more community members because, you know, there is a lot of demand for these things. It's it's wonderful, especially after the pandemic has kind of cooled off a bit. Um, now that we're finally, this year we started being back in person and we had amazing events and we always can't focus on one thing or the other, but we would like to, we would like to be able to just focus on music or, or photography or video or, you know, any kind of uh, poetry, um, but, but uh, hopefully to continue to grow. I think my goal for me with Corazon is I want to make sure that we continue being a hub here in the central coast for arts. I think just being a safe space for people to just come and hang out in general to feel creative in our center. Um, I know when I'm personally doing my projects, I like to go to the center just because it's a welcoming space and there's art everywhere and there's supplies. And I hope that others feel the same way when they come to our center. Um, just ensuring that everybody has access to the arts and just continuing to have our open space workshops and hopefully have more supplies in the future so people can explore those different mediums. Um, I know one of the one of the nonprofits I very much um, look up to when I think of Corazon is definitely the hub in Santa Cruz, also known as Sabrosa. They're like this little corner downtown and they have their um, Biciclesia, which is really similar to the BC Centro here um, in Santa Maria. And they have an anarchist library and they have La Fabrica, which is um, a workshop a free workshop open to everybody where they have sewing machines and fabric. And I think more or less, that's something I definitely like to accomplish. Like just having us being a hub of creativity for everybody and a safe haven, you know, like 
everybody should have access to the arts. Everybody should, if they choose to. And art is such an amazing way just to express yourself. And it's just definitely not normalized, definitely being like Latine, you know. Um, we're definitely taught to work and to work and to work, but never to have our own personal hobbies and never to really express ourselves creatively in that aspect. So definitely encouraging that with first and second gen um, Chicano, Chicane communities, as well as others as well. Very good. There is, I believe, one recurring event or activity you have that you haven't talked about yet. Um, do you do a Las Posadas event? every year is that or is that something you've done in the past can you talk a little bit about that uh, yeah we did do it back in 2021 um but due to the um just moving into our new center and just being me and Abe like we've mentioned before we just worked part-time we weren't able to accomplish that last year just with all the events going on and we were partnering up a lot with the um Santa, Santa Maria Bonita School District with a lot of different events, but that's definitely something we want to pursue next year as well, just advocating our culture as well as supporting social justice issues, which is something we definitely um, did with the first year. And we continued, we hope to continue doing an event like that in the future, just because it was nice getting to connect with our heritage while also, you know, making it a bit more modernized because it is a really religious event, but just adding these new modifications to it was genuinely amazing. And so for our listeners who don't know, what what is Las Posadas? So um, Las Posadas is traditionally um, celebrated in Mexico. I know a lot of um, uh, churches out here do it as well. Um, So what you do is you go door to door to different houses in the area and you sing these traditional songs asking for somebody to give a home to baby Jesus and um usually one will answer and they'll have and they'll give you a sanctuary where there's piñatas and candy and pan dulce and hot chocolate and even menudo or pozole and it's just a really great way to have the community together and to just more than anything it's just a way to celebrate and to have unity um so that's something we kind of did but we just modernized it just a little we had different songs and we also tackled um, a few social justice issues along the way with our activities so your current space is really new when when did you open it we opened in uh, october of last year but Really, this year is when we're actually starting to make full use of, you know, in-person workshops and those kinds of events. Great. So any last uh, quick takeaways that you want our listeners to know before we we close out the show? Anything you'd like to remember about Corazón del Pueblo? I think for me, it's, uh, you know, just again, we're, we go beyond just teaching art. This is really about you know, equitable access, promoting equitable access to the arts, um, which can be very many different kinds of arts for, especially for community, because uh, as I mentioned earlier, um, you know, for for a city this big, you know, Santa Maria, uh, in comparison to, to other small cities, we really lack a lot of resources such as museums and galleries and 
public green spaces, for example, and other things like that. And so we're just trying to promote um, all of those things and and to have a safe space for, for families of all ages and from all backgrounds uh, to come and learn about Latina culture um, and to uh, also, I think, to also create more unity in our community, you know, to, to um, move away from hatred and, and racism and violence and, and really bring us together. So, again, if you want to support us, you can go to corazonepueblo.org, and we really would appreciate that. Evelyn, anything else? Check out our center. <laughs> We're located at 201 East Main Street. Um, we're open Tuesday to Friday from 2 p.m. to 8 p.m. Like I said, we have our free art supply closet. We have all these different resources open to the community. If you just want to like sit there and like go on your phone, that's totally fine. If you want to practice some art, I could definitely help guide you along the way. If it's an art form you don't know, like come check it out. <laughs> we're open here for the community and it'd be nice to meet some new members. Um, of community members that live here in the Santa Maria Valley. So 201 East Main Street, Sweet M. <laughs> and if you check out our Instagram, um, there's a bit more instructions on how to get up to our center because it is just a little bit hidden. Great. I want to thank our guests, Abraham Melendres, Executive Director of the Cultural and Creative Arts Center of the Santa Maria Valley, or Corazón del Pueblo, and Evelyn Ornelas, Creative Arts Manager of the Cultural and Creative Arts Center of the Santa Maria Valley, or Corazón del Pueblo. We've been talking about the Cultural and Creative Arts Center of the Santa Maria Valley and what its work has meant for not just Santa Maria, but all of California's Central Coast, particularly its Latinx community. Next week on Thursday, February 23rd, please join Chris Kington Barker as she speaks with guests, activists Kimberly Ann Johnson and Stephen Jenkinson, two authors and teachers from different countries and different generations, one known for his work on death, the other known for her work on birth. This is in advance of their live appearance in San Luis Obispo on March 16th. Central Coast Voices has been sponsored by Action for Healthy Communities and the San Luis Obispo Community Foundation in collaboration with KCBX. I am Lada Murti. Thank you for joining us today. <laughs>